Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. Okay, so we're back on the ramp, and um, which means we're at the main marina place where they put the boats in the water, or like us, let catamarans be beached and uh, as we solve our problems. So there's some background noise because the guy next to us is cleaning his boat literally under a sign that says, you can't clean the boats here mm-hmm. in French. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Anyway, so we had engine problems. And uh, we figured out what it was. Gearbox. Gearbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had uh, what they call here in France, mayonnaise, so like mayo, yeah, for the color. Because if you add water, it becomes kind of this creamy, clear, not clear, creamy color. Cloudy, uh, yeah. so, So we had that. That was a sign that was water coming in. Uh, salt water because the level was high and then the color and then that was yesterday there was nothing else to do anyway yesterday so it was putting on the boat on the ramp to do an inspection visual inspection to see if there was some kind of a line that had been cut in the propeller but we have line cutters so it would have been, had to be like a small fishing line something but after visual inspection they, they yesterday, would have poked through the seal right yeah that would have wrapped been i mean it's almost impossible it would have to be it would have been cut by the line cutter and somehow it would have found its way in the seal and then then the the yeah then water will come through so it was unlikely it was unlikely to happen on both sides yeah that was weird so everybody was basically trying to find an explanation as why it happened and why it happened to both sides and so everybody was yeah i had no explanation so let me explain who everybody is so uh it was our broker was here uh louis who is uh, helping us on the boat himself um was here yacht tech international that's his company um our commissioning agent so it's uchimata and mm. then volvo volvo who yeah. who is in charge of the engines so that's who kind of was looking at everything and yesterday the conversation was oh you have line cutters oh therefore volvo is not going the warranty is not going to work it waives the warranty on the set sa- on the sale drives on the sale drives so it's it's like if you follow this logic then you know okay you're like okay first nobody told us that yeah Number two, that was a surprise for they sure. They installed those line cutters for years on every boat, so they I think everybody was surprised, but they were not so surprised that they will try to get out of the warranty. But that was the message we got first. Um, but if you don't add line cutters, you basically wait until you catch a line, then you do damage, and you know, then it's not going to be under Volvo either because <laughs> then they'll say, oh, no, that's not like regular f- you know, functioning issue. That's, you know, so your insurance will have to pay. So so basically, you need line cutters. Yeah, and, that um, made no sense. Yeah, that made no sense. Yeah. Um, and then, so yesterday, they were quick to try to get out of it. But the it was good because everybody said, okay, let's come back tomorrow. Everybody comes back. And take it apart, and let's try to understand what ha- what happened, the mm-hmm. reason for the leak. So we're back here, 
and first step was to remove the propeller, the line cutters. Well, the first step was to get the float out of the boat out of the water. Um, yeah, which after doing it yesterday is much much less of a big deal. Now we're like at I don't know, uh, fifteen degree. Fifteen <laughs> degree slope. We're waiting for the water to come back, the yeah. tide to come in. And to... yesterday was a bad feeling to mm-hmm. be walking on the boat this way, and it's today really I'm weird. not even paying attention. So yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Once you've done it once, the second time it just uh, becomes normal. Um, and so yeah, first was the Chimara guys removing the propeller, the line cutters, and then and then the Volvo guys came, opened up the um, the sail drive. And uh, clearly the the oil was starting to get creamy color, and they they had no no explanation when they take it out took it out took the axe axle uh, basically to the shop uh, to replace the the seal, and uh, and so only when they came back and they put it back together, then they started to think, oh. It seems like now it's much deeper inside mm-hmm. the, than it was. Than the seal, yeah. So we looked at the picture of the before and after, and there was like a good centimeter yeah. difference. So basically, Volvo in their production process, um, probably, I mean, on our sail drives, but probably on many other sail drives, there was uh, some problem somewhere where those uh, seals haven't been pushed far enough. So in their assembly line or whatever, they just didn't get pushed deep enough into yeah. And therefore, the because the axle that they're installed on is slightly conic, like it has a... Conical, maybe, yeah. yeah. So if it's not completely in, then there is not like that perfect seal. So, uh, so that's what happened. So most likely... Uh, a batch of cell drives um, that have been fabricated with this uh, this issue, and uh, so that means you know other. We owners, may not be alone. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely not alone. Yeah. yeah. So, but now finally we have an answer. So now we we feel better because now we know it's been put back correctly, um, and now. Uh, we have a level of confidence that the pre- the problem has been resolved. So yeah, what we don't want is any kind of engine problems going through the Bay of Biscay <laughs> and then around Cape Fear or whatever they call it. Finisterre. Finisterre. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, well, especially you, we can have one engine problem. That's a good thing about having a catamaran. Then you have a backup engine. But in this case, that we was the same failure right, on both. So that would have, you know, I mean, we bad. have a mast, we have sails, but the problem is the first 40 hours was with the window, with the window we mm. had initially was going to be mostly motoring. So right. it would have been uh, pretty bad. So, so it's been resolved. We, in our checklist, we had completely missed uh, buying some extra oil. So we also just did that. Uh, we hope not to have to use it. Uh, but we're going obviously to be checking this regularly as we should anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not with the you know the idea of we're going to find an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're basically uh, ready. So off we go to leaving La Rochelle. Take two. Yeah. So we've been yeah. monitoring the weather. Um, so we've done a couple different weather routing. Um, the weather has changed uh, since the time we were going to leave, but it's changed for the better for us. 
And now we don't have to stop uh, in the Coronia anymore because the recommended service engine at 50 hours, it's basically be done at 27 and 28 hours, but it's a recommended service. Uh, but it's been done by Volvo. We and have Volvo's okay with that, right? Yeah. Okay. And the first 50 hours is basically uh, an old change on the cell drive. So it's exactly where the problem was. So we have new oil that definitely counts as like the first 50 hours. So now we don't have to stop in Spain. We don't have to stop in Portugal as a backup. And So, so in the theory, we can go straight to Gibraltar from here. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. The weather is good. Uh, we're going to be able to, in theory, to do uh, to sail most of the way. Um, maybe a little bit coming going out. Uh, there will be a little bit of motoring, but um, most of the the rest of the time we should be able to sail. So, so good weather, great weather window, and uh, so we should be if everything goes well, we should be in Gibraltar by in six and a half days, roughly. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to August 13, August 13 or 14, and what is that? So today is uh, Thursday, we're the 6th, so yeah, the 13th, uh, well, I, I said six and a half days, so that will be like Wednesday, I guess, next week or something, maybe, if I'm counting right. Yeah, you told me Thursday yesterday, like know. a few hours ago, so... I need anyway, a nap yeah, you need a nap. <laughs> okay, cool. So the yeah, so the problem got resolved. We know what it is. We feel a little bit more confident going out now. Weather got better, so things are looking up. I think so. So and the boat, we haven't really touched anything, so it's it's ready. We just have to reattach the the dinghy, the annex, um, uh, because yesterday we used it. Uh, just to float behind the boat and to check them. And then we got that beach too because the tide. Yeah, the tide went went down. So and the, the engine isn't on it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, a couple of little things to do, but um, we're ready to go mentally and physically. Yeah, and we aren't rushed like the first time. And then yeah. you know when the other thing happened, we, it's it it really would have been stressing us out the whole time had we not just stayed put. So I think in this case, being conservative was really good for us. Yeah. And so we'll need to uh, use the water maker um, because ideally you want to use it often and it's been many more days than we thought uh, in the marina. So, so as soon as we get some clear blue water uh, coming out of La Rochelle in probably 40-50 uh, miles, then we'll start making some water, fill up the tanks and, um, and then... And that'll be that. And that's kind of another phase starting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been... It's not a phase to, to uh, how can I say, underestimate, mm -hmm. to pick up your boat and take the time to provision it, not just with food, but to provision it with all the equipment you need. I mean, if you, if you bring the boat to your house, to like close to where you live, that's one thing. It's easier. But uh, if you're in a foreign country and um and then you need to to buy a lot of stuff and and figuring yeah. out how things works where things are and so it's uh definitely and take the time to to test the boat and um, discover a little bit of some issues and get them resolved mm -hmm. here so we ended up spending five a little bit more than five weeks five weeks in a day yeah and i would i would say though the first couple weeks nobody would really work on the boat um no. i think because i mean we had we had a couple people working but it wasn't you know, things were sort of not going quickly those first two weeks because people were concerned about us having COVID. Yeah, but so. we were we were 
busy anyway we with were doing projects stuff, yeah. and then Loic, we were following some procedures to stay safe with masks and stuff but there were some projects that were that were started you right. know, um, at the beginning so right. so it's been full five weeks yeah and uh, so definitely yeah. ready I'm for, ready to leave for you know to see I mean it's beautiful it's here beautiful looking at the, the marina with the 5,000 boats and 70 plus percent or like just sailboats yeah. with all these masts and I mean it's it's a beautiful scenery but yeah. uh, after five weeks and I kind of ready to go see something else yeah, yeah yeah and and see yeah so and so I have a go. question for you yeah so we're sort of going to be starting a new chapter right because we'll be doing a maiden voyage and then we'll be, be kind of talking about the next set of things now that we're off and sailing the boat so the first season of covert castaway was about preparing, selling your house, getting a financial plan, kind of all of those things, but, you know, picking a boat. And then the second season sort of started when we realized our boat was going to come out of the factory. So that was around January, early February, Mm -hmm. and that was season two. And so it seems like a natural place to start a season three. Mm -hmm. Um, And in maybe a month, you know, we'll be able to, I guess, just come out and like reveal ourselves because there would be no reason not to so how are you how are you thinking about that like i've I've, i have conflicting feelings about like do we wait and do a season three when we can kind of do it as ourselves versus cover it castaway or what are you thinking i I think for me it's it's more question for you because i'm not so covered <laughs> I think uh, my coworkers know and No, I know. And it's more, you know, does it become a different podcast or the same podcast and no, just I think continue? it's I definitely another season. Oh yeah, I think a we new need season to name for it. sure. Different name? Yeah. I mean, we could keep the same name. Who knows? I think it's kind of yeah, I think it's different name and, and I guess first season of a new uh, Yeah. It, a new it's milestone. kind of like, you know, okay, now we're like we're going on a journey and to new destinations of like new adventures it's been an adventure from buying the boat to getting it ready mm-hmm. to start another round of t- adventures but are like different you know like mm-hmm. more like meeting new people and mm-hmm. going to different countries and, you know so so i think it's logical um, or we can continue season two to get us into the med and then that would be a natural timeline anyway like maiden voyage coverage i guess <laughs> as it's happening and all those problems if we get to gibraltar and then to uh sardinia with no problems like over the next you know then officially weeks, we can start a new season is that then, then yeah okay then, then that's like okay uh, if for some reason we get stuck in Gibraltar or in Portugal, yeah, maybe or in it Spain continues the to resolve issues. Then, then maybe we continue. Yeah. So anyway, if anybody has any suggestions or thoughts, um, I've been kind of thinking about this. Like, when do we actually start? Just you know, yeah. then I can talk to you and use your name and stuff. It's kind yeah. of a weird thing not to do that. Yeah. Or I have to edit it out all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, if anybody has thoughts, uh, check me out. Check us out on Facebook and leave a message. Uh, or uh, you can also see us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leaving La Rochelle. Take two. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now.
Mm-hmm.